Hey girlies. Hey girlies. Welcome back to the Real House Girlies pod. Another episode. Today is going to be a good one. It's a little bit of like a chitty chat episode because last week was heavy. It was good heavy. Yeah, I hope so. I'm feeling a little bit like vulnerable, but sometimes being vulnerable is nice. It's how you build connections. But we want to get back to being airheads. Yeah, so this week (laughs) is all about the things that we learned in our 20s turning 30 um, so we're going to do a little listicle podsticle today. Mm-hmm. Ten things. Ten things I hate about myself. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, ten things we learned like in our twenties, thirties, early thirties that we wish we had have just known earlier. So here they are coming to you. Agree. Some things you have to learn through really bad experience. Yeah, bad experience. And some things you don't. So listen up. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I wish I had known? And like just before we get into the list, this is a un, an, bonus round. A bonus round. Because I've fallen in love with this English guy on TikTok <laughs> that just does etiquette lessons. Oh. And he teaches you how to eat an omelet properly. Because you're not Sorry. Supposed, <laughs> you're not supposed not, There's a right and a wrong way to eat an omelet. Well, you're not supposed to use a knife and fork. You're just supposed to like break it off with your fork and then put it in your mouth. You're also not supposed to butter your whole piece of toast and then just like shove it in your gob. No, you rip it. You're supposed to rip it off and like butter and jam a piece and then eat that. Some etiquette things, that is how I would eat bread, but mostly because I like maximum butter to bread ratio. Yes. Surface area science. But some etiquette things don't make sense. Like you would think using both of your cutlery would be more polite than just shoveling an omelet with your fork. (laughs) (laughs) Alas, here we are. Here we are. But yeah, no, I've been addicted to his So you want to go to deportment and etiquette classes? Yes, potentially, yes. Actually, my sister went to deportment classes when we were in our tweens and I was so jealous, but I didn't get sent along because I was a lost cause by this point. I had box dyed my hair black and I was really not on the straight and narrow. So, like, perhaps if someone had have um, given me that opportunity or told me some of the things on our little listicle, mm. then, you know, I would have learned them sooner. So this is a list of lessons for Brooke. <laughs> well, for everyone. No, it's not just for me. <laughs> the Brooks of the world. <laughs> Go to deportment class. Okay, so why don't you take number one, kick us off. Oh, this is one is a lesson for me. Yeah. <clears throat> Number one, less is more when it comes to makeup. Now, you may think 30-year-old Alana, fresh-faced and fancy-free. Yes. There have been times. There have been times. I was a big fan of a powder. <laughs> like a primer, a full coverage, a thick concealer, and a powder. I'm not so much a thick concealer or even a primer, but I did love a full coverage foundation. Yeah. Probably not tone matched to my skin properly. Yeah, dude, I'm out here at like 16 wearing Estee Lauder double wear. Like I had no business. No <laughs> business. So I suppose, I mean, and like I've had very strange bouts of bad skin. So I think better to try and look after your skin. Certainly wear sunscreen every day. Every single day. And like if your skin's going through a rough patch... Likely it needs hydration. It's a big hack. Yeah. All skin types can do with hydration. Everyone. Everyone. And everyone can probably do with being a little more fresh-faced in the makeup department. <laughs> and Especially in like a place like this. We're sweaty. It's Queensland. It's sweaty. We actually were driving past uh, James Street intersection the other day and we saw a girly heading for lunch. Bless her cotton socks. <laughs> but she had a full face and... 
it heavy, was the, heavy, heavy eyeliner, like in the entire, the, the tight line, heavy eyeliner. And it's like 11 a.m., doll. Like, yeah. It was a lot. I think she also had box dyed black hair. So if you're <laughs> listening, we got you. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, go off, do what you want to do, do what makes you feel best. But the days of being like, you know, full face to makeup glam is. I don't know. It's probably unnecessary in most situations. Yeah. I only own tinted moisturizer now. So really? like if you're going on a dinner date with me, I'm in a tinted moisturizer. Really? And a spot conceal. Ah. Well, I mean, your skin always looks fresh and glowy. <laughs> today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go. Number two. Okay. Number two. Um, you may not keep the same friends forever. That's okay. That is okay. Also, don't trust every new friend you make along the way. Yeah. I think not everyone needs to be a friend. Yeah. When you're in your early 20s, there's probably some pressure still from like high school and uni friends. But look at how much you've changed. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Definitely. And And you can keep them. You can keep them in different ways. Yeah. I mean, I think we covered this fairly well on our friendship episode. So maybe refer back to that one if you haven't listened to it. But... You don't have to keep the same friends forever and like just knowing how to respectfully move in and out of people's lives. Yeah. I think that's a good lesson for people. Yeah. Yeah. And by 30, you probably have three friends and that's okay. Yeah. And like you're probably still not even getting to hang out with them as much as you would <laughs> like, but you really just have to put the effort in with the, with the good ones. They'll stick around. Yeah. Yeah. Number three. Unless you're bankrupt, in jail, or being slammed for something on TV, you probably haven't actually failed, you know, in inverted commas. So just keep going. And probably even if you are any of those things, you know, keep on keeping on, Anna Delby. Keep on keeping on. Yeah, no, I feel like there's this real narrative around not trying things or not taking risks or not making the career moves or you know, not choosing the right thing to study that might, you might be holding yourself back because of this fear of failure, Mm -hmm. but you really haven't failed. There's always going to be a tomorrow and there's always going to be a next step that you can take. And people have short memories, I think, when it comes to anyone but themselves. So even if you do perceive that you've failed, certainly I have had that, um, yeah, you're going to live hopefully for a really, really long time. Like if you can live 80 plus years without failing, good on you. But most of us have to just keep trying. You have to keep trying. Yeah. And there are things other than that now I reflect back on that I was so afraid of failing when I was, you know, what, 22, 23 in my first few jobs that A, I can't even remember now, have no (laughs) material impact on my life a decade later. But at the time, I was so invested in those things as being like, if this doesn't happen right now, my life is over. Yeah. I mean, I felt that way about like assignments. Yeah. That was a lot. Oh, Yeah, I felt that way about assignments and like, yeah, those things are important at the time and you want to do your best, but you can keep going. I would say if you are bankrupt, there are people that have been bankrupt that have gotten back up and been fine as well. A lot of entrepreneurial types go bankrupt, don't they? Yeah. Well, I've been um, listening to that pod from the girl who founded Triangle. Oh, yeah. She's... And she founded it with this guy 
her boyfriend. Her boyfriend. And he was recovering from being bankrupt from another venture. And didn't he keep the business? Yeah, he did. Yeah, she was villainized a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's tricky space. But yeah, like he was fine. And I know... <laughs> but he landed on his feet. He was fine. Um, Probably try and avoid jail. Like, <laughs> I actually don't Kim. personally know anyone who's been to jail. Yeah, stop taking selfies. Your sister's going to jail. Do I know anyone that's been to jail? Probably. Yeah, right. And I'll I'm a bad that. bitch like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number four. If you can't afford to buy it three times over, you can't afford it. This is advice that I still need to listen to and take on even now, every day. Yes. And the reason that I added this one to the list. So when I was 21... I was desperate to go on the big Europe trip (laughs) and instead of just squirreling away some pennies for six months, a year, whatever, I just went and got a big fat credit card (laughs) and I put... Snot came out. (laughs) I put this entire trip on that credit card. So what, like 20 grand? Euros. Yeah, it's a lot of euros. And it... Like, took the best part of a decade to pay that down. <laughs> it's not funny. It, it is funny. Like, it's so dumb. No, it's so not dumb. funny because that's so stressful. Like, you've just financially burdened yourself. Yeah. Your borrowing capacity, if you wanted to do kind of smarter asset-based investments later, would have been impacted by the fact that this debt that you can't get out of is there. Yeah, and, like, kept just rolling it around, you know, like... <laughs> You get a little loan, then you get a zero percent balance transfer. Like we've we've the been balance there. transfers are a hack though. If you do find yourself in a tough, because you need an interest free period to get on top of it. Yeah, yeah. So what I should have thought to myself: well, if I don't have the savings to go on this trip, then I can't go on the trip. And yeah. that applies now when I go to make big investment, quote unquote, investment handbags, <laughs> aka designer handbags and shoes, etc. If you can't buy, like, afford to buy it three times over, like, you probably shouldn't be buying it. Even, like, buying cars, because I have so many. No. (laughs) Well, you have a fancy car. But even when I got my first, my Ford Fiesta. Yeah. um, I had the cash to pay for it. And then I did a little, little finance spreadsheet research situation. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a loan for it. Because if I put this money here and I borrow money from the bank, the interest that I'll earn on my money is actually more than the interest that I'll pay on that loan. So I had the money. And I think that's something that I've often taken. Like using the bank's money or someone else's money (laughs) uh, (laughs) is actually not always a bad thing. But even when I bought, you know, my current car, I had that money in cash. Yeah. And I took a finance option. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really good advice and something definitely something to look into because it's not always just a, well, do you have all of that cash sitting there? Yeah. There's potentially like other investments that you could be making. And so like maybe you maybe you are fine to buy that item. Yeah, I think, you know, it holds some value, but it is a depreciating asset. For appreciating assets, we would have a different chat. But for things like holidays and needing to buy a new outfit just so that you look you know, cute and gorgeous at an event. That's, I think sometimes all of us need a little tough love, a little lesson in 
depriving ourselves of those instant gratification things or fitting in because it builds resilience but it also if you just keep putting things on credit you know you're setting yourself up to have stress which we've learned is so bad it's really bad yeah definitely and this is actually a good point because I have a gala night coming up and I actually do need to find something to wear and I have a few black tie dresses that I could probably repurpose restyle put a ribbon on put a ribbon on yeah okay um like go down to spotlight and pick up a roll of ribbon no you can have one of my many hundred okay <laughs> some styling you advice a ribbon so i probably have things that i could restyle and like wear in a different way than i've worn before and that will be fine but my first thought is always like oh i've got a black tie event i'm gonna have to drop a grand on a dress that so, you'll wear once because it's your habit to then buy another and another and another. Yeah, exactly right. Um, what I have done recently because I have had a few things on is found a friend because I don't get around the dress hive. Is there, I've tried. It was all too hard and I would love to be good at it, but I'm not. No. So I found a friend who's the same height as me, the same size, and we've actually been planning the events that we both have coming up and like trading dresses so cute it's been really cute we've got a bit of a roster who's (laughs) getting to wear the dress on which weekend and that has been actually working perfectly that's so good yeah but only recently did i find a friend who was the same height and size as me to make this happen yeah i've been lending out a lot of formal wear lately yeah um I don't know that I'm the same size as anyone, like, strictly, but, you know, people make it work. So there you go. Interestingly, we've just talked about, like, you know, you can't afford it, don't do it. But also number five. Buy the shoes. Especially if they're on a deal. I will. Or your version of shoes. Certainly for us, I don't think I've ever regretted a shoe purchase. No, I've never regretted a shoe purchase unless it's been a half size too small and I thought to myself, I can make it work. Narrator, I can't make it work. These big old size 41s, they need all the room they can get. Yeah. I, um, I've um, i certainly had to give give away some of my old Tony Bianco platform wedges. Oh, wow. Um, that was a moment in time only <laughs> that they were cute for. Just one moment in time. But yeah, I think, you know, we got some good deals lately. There are some lovely, fun, festive. If it's got sparkles, if it's pink or it's a color, I'll probably buy it. I'll keep it for 100 years. I'll wear them. And people be like, oh my God, your shoes. And I'll be like, oh my God, I know. Yeah, yeah. Buy the shoes. Like if they make you happy and you can get them on a deal and you feel like they're going to be something that you'll keep and cherish and be able to pull out time and time again, like just buy them. Yes, <laughs> but keep in mind rule four because yes. I'm buying the shoes because I can afford them. It's yeah. a spoiling that I don't need, but I can afford it and so I'll do it. Yes. If I genuinely did not have the 200, 300, 400, 500, whatever dollars, I'm not buying the shoes. Yeah, and the shoes can really like make or break the outfit. Like we can be getting around in the most basic like – cotton on singlet and then chuck on a chip ray sandal a pair of jeans and like pop on your fun shoe yeah like you're always going to fill a million bucks Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right number six um this is one actually that my dad has always told me bless i know i didn't tell you that before i put it on the list but it's like pretty good advice and like probably his best advice um, choose the part that gives you the most options 
there's not going to be a wrong path. Mm. But if you choose the path that, path that gives you the most options, like you're set up. It's going to be okay. And so this advice, I guess, was relevant to me when I was choosing what to study. And that was kind of the first time that we had these conversations. And we've had them again over the years around like various purchases, jobs, like whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, choose a path that gives you the most options. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's why I don't understand when people buy like blue cars. <laughs> it's like... How many people are wanting to buy that when you're done with it? Yeah, yeah, the least offensive. I often think that when I'm color is black when I'm or cruising. white or gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, similarly with haircuts. <laughs> yeah, if you, as we just spoke about with Ben, if you commit to the bold bang, it's only one look. But if you get a versatile haircut that you can style in multiple ways, and yeah, when I was when I was choosing what to study, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do I didn't ever have a clear vision of Mm. like this is where I'm going or I'm going to study medicine to become a doctor I'm going to study law to become a lawyer like that just didn't really resonate with me so I did mm, the broadest like IT and business degree that I could so that I could have lots of options throughout my career Um, and going into different experiences knowing that you will get something out of them even if and that yeah, you'll get something out of it and that will allow you to continue on your path. Mm. There's not just one path. No. no. I mean, honestly, I really wanted to uh, do medicine and be a doctor, but that didn't work out for me. So um, I did law and economics and I don't do either of those things as a profession, but certainly I think it's pretty reasonable to assume that they give you great skills definitely great skills in business great skills in analytical areas great skills with people and there's probably like a hundred career paths out of those two things in all different industries so um look it can be overwhelming to have too many options but as you say there's no wrong path so just take one And you can pretty much always change your mind. You can't necessarily go back to an option that was previously there, but there'll be another assortment for you to choose from. And every step that you take is probably forward. I love that. And would you say that the most value you get out of your economics degree is providing me with financial advice? I suppose. But also (laughs) I was having a social conversation the other day and I managed to drop purchasing power parity. Wow. Yes. Um, one, I can't even remember what the currency was. And I just made a joke like, is that on the Big Mac index? And I was like, Papel, economics, <laughs> humor. And the person I was speaking to also studied economics. And so it was a well-received You guys joke. were having a laugh. Meanwhile, I'm <laughs> writing that down to Google later. <laughs> anyway. Oh, what have God. I got? Number seven. Yeah. Short-term habits have long-term results and or consequences. This is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's kind of relevant to some things that we've talked about last week in the stress episode, Mm. that your short-term habits kind of make up where you're going to go. You don't just kind of think... I want to be here in a year and so I'll I'm keep just, clubbing every weekend. Yeah, I'm just going to get there. No, no, we're not clubbing every but weekend. It's I don't about even, being in your 20s. Girl. I don't even think 
did you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Do you see this on your screen? When you're in your 20s? No, but I don't think that the 20-year-olds are clubbing every weekend anymore. Well, I was. Yeah, we were. But my cousin, she's 21 <laughs> and she is not clubbing, never. Okay, so then all of my other examples around like don't try ice or heroin... <laughs> <laughs> These are all going out the window. Talk yeah. to me about some other examples. Yeah, okay, other examples. Um, I guess if you have a fitness goal or a career goal or whatever your – or a financial goal, mm-hmm. you don't just get there by like – I hate this expression. It's so, so <laughs> consulting, but like trying to eat the elephant, you know? you got to like chip away at it one day at a time. And so Chunk it down. Your goal is to – save money so that you have enough money to invest or to make a purchase or to do whatever it's not just going to appear in your account it's your habits every single week every single day same with fitness health you're really dispelling all of the manifestation delulu barbie's myths out there i know sorry money is coming to me (laughs) it comes and it goes i think um there are certainly a lot of examples I know being in your 20s like you think it's okay just to sleep with this one guy that's not into you all the time because that's a feel-good habit but there will be consequences for you later down the road oh yeah you think it's okay to like sleep with your friend's boyfriend there will be consequences later down the road I think the concept that you know the boomer version of this is like the chickens always come home to roast oh okay (laughs) the elephants and the chickens (laughs) no I love that one okay number eight travel make memories you don't need to buy the house there is a lot of pressure to be a homeowner at these young ages I think we've released ourselves from the pressure to get married yeah it definitely feels like the pressure to get married is less less on the 20 year old something people but the American dream is living yeah, it's the home ownership. And it really, for majority of us, and like I hate to break it to you, is not achievable <laughs> in this current climate. And like if you can make it happen, I'm so proud of you and like absolutely do that. I still think it's a great thing to do. And it's something that I would absolutely love to do eventually if I can ever get my shit together. But you don't need to buy the house right away. You've got time. It's going to be fine. And I, I, it depends what you want out of life because there are obviously those people that you see on Instagram, whether they're even real life or AI people that are like, I own 75 properties by the age of 25. <laughs> and you're like, okay, and for what? Because that seems like a lot of maintenance. I can't maintain the rental that I live in. <laughs> Literally. Um, but I know in the past I've come across really young people and, you know, having had the privilege of working in accounting at one stage – there's a type of person that really wants to save and sacrifice and like, you know, not go out for a team coffee and never have lunch out because they're saving for this house. You get yourself this house at such a young age, the cost doesn't stop at the deposit. So for the next 20 years, do you have to maintain that version of a lifestyle? And when I talk to my financial advisor, big grown-up things to do. Because she has a financial advisor. I'm a big grown-up. It's amazing. Um, He's like, we want goals that you can keep a version of a lifestyle. It may not be like your most lavish where you're spending all of your after-tax income, 
But it's like, you should be able to buy the shoes. Or if you want to go on a holiday every year, you should be able to do that. Like, we all work. We should be able to kind of... And I I know that there are many people out there that can't contemplate any of these things. And that's devastating because I would love for everyone to be able to have, you know, a lifestyle that they enjoy. But, like, to have a house at 24 and have never left the country, for me... For me, that's like devastating that is that's a loss yeah because I have had some of my best experiences and my best memories have been traveling and on a budget too and on a budget yeah like that in your 20s balling in a hostel oh yeah like that's fun and like the the experience that you have like the richness that you have from something that's not necessarily a house purchase (laughs) yeah (laughs) I think meeting different people, you know, depending on where you go, you can get liberated from things like fear of failure because in the US, it's so common. Yeah. And everyone just wants to keep having a crack and keep believing in themselves and keep believing in each other. You can't feel that until I think you've experienced it. And then in Europe, you learn about like stress doesn't, that's should, not a thing that should exist. No. You know? like, they're all having naps. Like yeah. you go to Spain and you're trying to like go into a store at 2 p.m., they're on nap time. And you go to Greece and you're trying to get a taxi and they're playing cards and like, uh-uh, go away. It's hot. I'm not driving. <laughs> not today. Not today, Junior. Yeah. Did you do a lot of traveling when you were young? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I went on exchange as well. So yeah. I did a semester in London and did quite a bit of traveling then. And then I, even when I was working, didn't I still lived at home for ages. I think if you can live at home as well, chef's oh, kiss. so jealous. Chef's <laughs> kiss. But I would go overseas um, yeah, at least once a year for many years. Yeah. We're awesome. getting ready. Where was your exchange to? London. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I did know that. Yeah. I did exchange to Japan. You love Japan. I love Japan. I've been like seven times. I love it so much. But getting doing it while I was super young and like you have different experiences each time you go. Like the first time I went, I was in school, high school, and I was like going to high school over there, which was incredible. And then I went back as soon as I was 18 and I was like just clubbing in Tokyo. Like narrator, clubbing in Tokyo is sick. It's so much more fun than Fortitude Valley or King's Cross or wherever the fuck people in Melbourne go out. Hey, I've had a lot of fun clubbing in Melbourne. (laughs) (laughs) I've had a lot of fun clubbing in Vegas and New York. (laughs) Yeah, but like you can do these fun things like overseas too. Like that's great. Actually, the most fun club I think I've ever been to, you won't believe that I was... I wasn't even wild. I was so boring. I was the most uptight, 18-year-old, 19-year-old, 21-year-old, so uptight. Then I was like, fuck this, boys. Take my shirt off. Woo-hoo. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the most fun club I've been to was actually in Madrid. Yeah. It was like six levels and there were just dancers everywhere and we were just dancing. Amazing. Dus, 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 dus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, Alana's going down like a memory, a memoir spiral here. I wouldn't the, mind going clubbing. Like, maybe we should. <laughs> like, we, we went out in May. That was fun. That was six months ago. Where did we go? Like, Bob Ambi? In oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no. we, should, we should go out. Um, The other thing I would tack on to this as well is, like, potentially learn a language. Oh, Absolutely, Duolingo, most fun app. So fun. You get so competitive with yourself doing the little <laughs> games. I don't think it's ever too late to start learning a language and to at least pick up a little bit because that will help you 
build your understanding and appreciation for the culture that you're going to visit. And then the people that like you're there, if you're shown to be at least making an effort to communicate with them, like that'll go, that'll take you so far in life. That works wonders everywhere except France. Oh, in France, I hate it. I tried to order my like almond croissants in French and I was like shamed out of the store. (laughs) I don't know why they always think I will never attempt to speak French again. No. Um, But yeah, if you can, if you can just like pick up a few words, jump on a Duolingo, travel, make memes, like that's what life is about. I think I'm going to try Greek on Duolingo. I went to Greek school for seven years and my Greek is dreadful i wonder if it'll come flooding back to you i hope so um number nine yes wash your face before you go to bed yes always i had a um i feel like every week on the pod i'm saying i had a boyfriend um i've had a couple uh they're all great one of them when i was i think we started dating when i was 18 we dated for like many years um his mom we used to get home. Sometimes I would get home when I worked in law. I would get back because it was very conveniently located, his mum's house, and I would stay there. And I would be blackout drunk from a work lunch. Yep. And she would come in and be like, stand up, get out of bed, come wash your face. And that may seem weird, but it's something that I have appreciated so much every day since then. Oh, it's so nice that she did that. Yeah. My mum was definitely not doing that. She was like shut up like don't make any noise go to bed yeah no my mom was coming down and being like what is the 411 <laughs> what's everyone been up to oh janet my mom she's an icon <laughs> literally when i was young and went clubbing i brought a guy home because i'm a bad bitch anyway my mom came downstairs and was like do you have an accent and spoke to him for 40 minutes and i fell asleep <laughs> That really uh, ruined the mood. <laughs> That's Janet to a T. She wouldn't even realize she's going to listen to this pod and be like, who? Yeah. <laughs> she'll, want the, she'll want the tea immediately. You'll get a text as soon as this goes tear. <laughs> I'm sweating now. Um, but certainly washing your bed. I like to do my full shower. No matter. Washing your bed. <laughs> what? what are your face? <laughs> Barbie in full force today. I'm like sweating. I'm overheating. It's a lot. It's a it's a heat wave. Um, I've just really shamed myself, like exposed myself as some secret squirrel slut. Wash your face before you go to bed. I personally like to have a shower every time I get home. Yeah, every time. It doesn't matter what time it is. I'm showering. And you're always okay drunk in the shower. Yeah. You feel better after. 100%. Brush your teeth. Oh, definitely. What? People that don't brush their teeth? Oh, yeah. There's nothing wrong with you. I love you, but just please start doing it. <laughs> it gives me the... I have to get up out of my bed no matter what time it is. Like, the first thing I do is I open my eyes. I run to brush my teeth. And then I'll go to lay back down. So you can make out? Well, just because I like the... <laughs> I want the freshness. I, I can't even stand myself to be awake one minute without a fresh breath. Did you put vodka in this coconut water? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number 10... Take it away. Give us number 10. Well, I'm happy to do the last one. You can always start over in love. This is a very Carrie Bradshaw number 10. It is. But like sex in the city, I think that set us up to be fearful of Mm. breakups and love because they were just meeting the worst guys. And don't get me wrong. I'm sure if we were going out, they'd be the worst guys everywhere. But I think when you're in your 20s, if you go through a breakup, I have been through three in my 20s. Yeah. 
each one of them feels like the actual end of the world. It does. Genuinely, I don't even think they got better. And you're thinking like, what am I going to do? You know, this is the person I used to do this with. This is the person I used to do that with. Um, There will be another person. There might be 10 more people. I don't think that there's a limit to how much you can have love in your life. Preferably not all at the same time. Because I think that hurts people's feelings. Yes, that can definitely (laughs) be inappropriate. (laughs) But if it's cool with everyone, then it's cool with me. Um, But I think don't be afraid to fall in love. If you're really early in your 20s, don't settle because you could be traveling and clubbing and dancing on tables and making memories with your friends that you'll want to hang on to instead of some of these memories with guys that you probably want to forget. Yeah. I really don't feel the need for anyone to rush into these big loving commitments, buying the house, all of that shit. I think where, yeah, you are only going to be that hot for such a short period of time. Well, hopefully you end up getting like hotter, but like it'll be different. You just won't be 22 year old hot anymore. Oof. Something about those 22-year-old legs. What I want to give. The skin that I covered up with the fucking double wear. Like, what? Seriously. Oh. Yeah. That was a beautiful last item on the list. Thank you. You said that you had some fun shit chat news that you wanted to share. Oh, it was just about the etiquette guy on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm really into him. <laughs> okay. Okay, so he gets a second shout out. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know. That's actually so funny. No, um, I have a little recommendation, which is actually your recommendation, but I'm Take stealing it. it. Okay, so David Jones. You know it's my home. Everybody's favorite and probably the only department store left left in the country. So they've been having these crazy sales. Ironically, it's no one's favorite online store, but it has its place. No, and I will talk about that because (laughs) (laughs) the last, I would say, the last 10 items that I've purchased from David Jones online, (laughs) they have not arrived. Yeah. My order has been canceled and the items have never arrived. And it's so sad when you're like, oh, great, I found a deal and like, I'm so excited. I've made the purchase you're ready you're waiting for the anticipation of the delivery two days to realize it's out of stock oh i know and all that time you're just waiting for the confirmation (laughs) i'm sitting there i'm twiddling my thumbs i really can't do anything else for those two days (laughs) i'm devastated when i receive that email and then it takes them like two years to refund your money they've actually probably upgraded their they've done something they've done something because my last two orders actually both of our last two orders from david jones arrived that's because i have faith in david jones i wouldn't let you talk shit about there yeah i was like no that's maya maya has never fulfilled an online order yeah they canceled my (laughs) sneaker order recently too um, it, which is actually fine because their sneakers were ugly. I was like having a delulu moment when I ordered them. Um, okay, so these crazy sales I've been having. The first one was the designer section was doing like take an extra 70, 80% off these already <laughs> reduced prices. So we both bought Mac and Mac heels that retailed for like $1,800. Yes. For under $200. Correct. It was unhinged, the yes. savings. And then I wore I wore my Barbie shoes to a party 
And I was so excited to tell anyone, guess how much these were. Um, and there's a hilarious com- comedian that does like how different people brag about money. And it's like Asian mums always like, guess how much, guess how much. And they're, they're wanting you to think how cheap, like you yeah. will never guess how little I paid for these. Yeah. That is me to a T. What a deal we got. So yeah, the, the Macamac shoes was great. I also got some Stuart Weitzman, just like sandal heels. Stunning. They're so stunning. Um, but definitely worth checking out. They're still doing take an extra. We probably bought the best of the stuff, but there's probably some stuff left. My advice for this is don't wait for like a sales season to do a little spot check in David Jones, especially if you've got your eye on something. I often like to go see what dumb thing has the David Jones online store team put in place this week. Yeah. So I don't think they mean it. I don't think anyone was approved to mark an extra 80% off those shoes. Well, that's that that would be less than cost. That's not Like they're paying us to buy these free express shipping. Like mine are holographic. They have <laughs> diamante studs and a big heart on the heel. The heel heart is the highlight. They're ridiculous. Um the other purchase that we got recently on the David Jones Crazy Sales is not <laughs> what I'm terming them. Was the Arnco, our favorite hair care brand, was also doing like a stupid, crazy 75% But off only or on the luxe range that is like no in no one's price point. I don't care how many times you can afford it you know, three times, five times, 10 times the amount you can afford it. I don't believe in a $100 shampoo. No, I don't believe in a $100 shampoo either. Like <laughs> I tap out probably at like a $60 shampoo and even that's like, oh. It does sting. Oof. Every time you have to do your second wash, you're like, uh. Yeah, it's a lot. But the Arnco Blue, like down to, what was it? Like $19 an yes. item. So I got... Six items. I got like a shampoo, a conditioner, a hair oil, a heat mist, a light hairspray because I like a little styling mist. Yep. And oh, a um a cream like a hydrating cream. How much? <laughs> How much? How much? Hundred and nineteen dollars. So I looked because um I was really excited to share this joy. Uh, I was looking for my shampoo and conditioner, and I would normally get it from a door. And then I thought, I wonder if it was on sale in the David Jones sale. So I've just searched R&Co on David Jones. And for the first like three scrolls of my webpage, it's not on sale, nothing's on sale. And I was like, oh, sigh. Scrolled again instead of moving my mouse. One last scroll. One last scroll. And then it hits sale and it's the luxe range, the blue range. And my mouth was dropped. $90 down to $19. You are. And I thought, I could get my shampoo and conditioner, well, I got a mask instead of conditioner, for less than the cost of my shampoo on a door. So I've not used blue until now, loving it. Yeah. But similar to you, I thought, well, I needed shampoo and conditioner. I'll buy those. And then I may as well buy everything else that I can afford in the collection to get to free shipping. Yeah. Because girl math. Girl math. <laughs> girl dinner. And it's great. It's the best. It's so exciting. So yeah, just keep a little eye out on the sales. Like this may be contrary to some of our earlier advice, but when the prices are that cheap, well, no, buy I, the thing. I think we've actually 
just reinforced all of our rules. It was shoes, yeah. which at sixteen hundred dollars discount, you buy. I don't even. <laughs> yeah. I don't even care if they were the wrong size. That is too good to yeah. be true. <laughs> um, and it's getting a deal, saving money on hair care, which you need. What did you want me to do? Not wash my hair? Use your Pantene. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be that for this week, lads. That's so funny. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed our little postical listicle today. <laughs> Like, take some of this advice, take none of this advice. It really doesn't matter. And you know what? If you feel like we need advice, go for it. I would love (laughs) some advice. Please, somebody. All right, we're out. See ya. Bye. I did want to like mention Taylor Swift, drunk Taylor, but also like by the time this comes out, it'll be like a week and a half yeah. stale. Maybe so you should just do a stars. Yeah. Iconic keep it. drunk Taylor. Iconic drunk Taylor. Her dancing is a lot. I actually, you know, I don't really feel a lot for Taylor. We know that you're actually the opposite of a Swiftie. Um, but. Other side. I feel. <laughs> wet there? Yeah. What is that? What did you eat? What is it? You You tell me. It's like a seaweed. This is why I have to get rid of these nails because they're so thick you can't get shit out of your teeth. (laughs) I don't even have floss at the moment. That should be in the list. So anyway, the point of my story was that Drunk Taylor has given me a lot more respect for Taylor Swift. Oh. Yeah. I think she's actually a vibe, like, in that scenario. I just thought she would be, like, really lame and annoying. Yeah. 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 Mm. I like Taylor. Do you listen to her music? Sometimes, but mostly because there's these two guys on TikTok that, like, review her songs and they listen to them and they read the lyrics on the screen and then they pause and they're like, did you catch that bar? Oh. And they're like, that is so aggressive. Fire. She writes all this shit herself. Like, Fire. You really broke her heart and she's done. Okay. And it's hilarious. Okay. I'll find one and send it to you. I'm into it. I'm into it.